Hello, I am Samantha Tomlinson. And I am Kevin Tracy. Welcome to Movie Reel. Yay. We're back. Through one episode and 20 minutes of us talking about Star Wars. Yeah, fun stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Only 20 minutes? Come on, guys. Those are rookie numbers. Like that, uh, what I'm facing on their name, but that group that the video of them, they're kind of making fun of George Lucas, the Hey, are you guys watch, what, talking about Star Wars? Oh, yeah. oh, the Warp Zone. Warp Zone. I thought what I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, no, it's like, hey, are you guys talking about Star Wars? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the guy's just yeah. so excited. When our um, friend Aaron showed us that, and he's like, this is all of us. Yes, this is this is us to a T. Um, but yeah, we're, we're not talking about Star Wars this week. Uh, we are talking about... About Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, directed by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, this is, yeah, so, uh, this is Quentin Tarantino's ninth film, and yeah. it came out over the summer. It has tons of, tons of Oscar buzz. It's been nominated, I want to say, it's either nine or eleven, or I'm mixing up another movie, um, uh yeah, I honestly uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure how many it was nominated. It's it's a significant number, and Looking for good reason. Now. This movie is fantastic. Um, it's everything ten. you would oh, expect. Oh, so from... I said nine or eleven. It's ten. Oh, you were right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like nine, the eleven, average. somewhere in between. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, this movie is phenomenal. It 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 fits perfectly in like Tarantino's like uh murder fantasies genre that he's created that like more or less kind of follows like the same thing as um inglorious bastards of like what would happen if this happened but in a really violent way um (laughs) yeah i mean it was already set against a backdrop of a violent incident yeah i i'm I'm not i'm not saying it already wasn't violent i'm just saying that he somehow he somehow turns it into his own same thing as uh, Inglorious Yeah. Yeah, like, no, it's like, he, he doesn't choose non-violent periods. He just somehow twists them to be just as violent, if not more violent, but in a unique circumstance. It's kind of, yeah, I his, like, the world he created, they're about as complicated as, like, MCU almost. Like, like I remember yeah. the first time I saw Glorious Bastards and they kill Hitler. And I'm like, that's not what happens. I mean, <laughs> I, what an interesting That'd be cool if it did. what an interesting way to kill Hitler. Um, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I see. Yeah. So you said we both you saw it in theaters. Said, yeah, I, I saw this in theaters with my mother. <laughs> we. <laughs> this is not a movie to watch with your mom. I've seen like way worse with my oh, mom yeah. to be honest, but um, it it was actually kind of fun watching Tarantino movies with my mom because she was the one who like first kind of introduced me to Tarantino. I I watched Reservoir Dogs for the first time with her. That was like my kind of first introductory movie to Tarantino. The first, uh, the only other like Tarantino project that I've seen from start to finish, which my dad actually introduced me to, was um. Uh, from Dust Till Dawn, directed by oh. uh, Robert Rodriguez, but oh. that was um like co-written by Tarantino and also stars Tarantino. 
and and that's a really interesting movie. Hopefully, we can kind of dedicate an episode to that one mm-hmm. uh, in the future because that is like a really fascinating movie, especially like how it's done because it's kind of like um, you, you know those like writing projects in like English class where you like start like uh like a story and then you have to pass that story along and the yes. person next to you just has to continue it. Yeah. It, it's that script is literally that and Tarantino wrote the first half of the movie and it's like a classic Tarantino like bank robbery movie of these two brothers on the run and then the second half of the movie is just balls to the wall uh Robert Rodriguez like super violent super campy that almost kind of rivals like uh like Evil Dead or Army of Darkness what is almost terrifying yeah. combo those two. It, it is a ter- it, it is a terrifying combo but at the same time it is it's it's a it's a fun movie, but it I mean it's not for everyone. I, yeah. I literally watched that movie with like you know like Aaron and like a, a few other people in Chico, and as soon as they got to like the second half of the movie, they hated it, and and I don't even think they finished it. Tarantino in general, I'm realizing it's I feel like when you really think about it, Tarantino's not for everybody, and yet as most people in this industry or just into film you're kind of you you get crap for not liking tarantino which i kind of think is a little unfair um yeah (laughs) for some people like i don't know i uh so my my intro into tarantino was the first movie i watched of his was django unchained uh, when I was a freshman. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a decent one. <laughs> that's a good one to get started with. When I was a freshman in college, and it was like, I remember Halloween, I didn't have plans, and so I got food, and I just watched Django Chain, and I loved it. Um, and I think, but I think, like, Inglorious Bastards came out, and that was a huge deal, and that was probably my first time being aware of, like, being being aware of, being kind of being aware of him. Um, but I, I, yeah. I, I didn't see it. I don't. I think I was old enough <laughs> at the time. <laughs> um, yeah, so so for this movie, I was really... When he announced it, everyone was like, yay, his his next movie, we're all excited. And then it was going to be Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt, who he's worked with before. Um, so we're, I feel like every, every step along the way, everyone was super excited about this film. Yeah. I think the one thing I, I- that I think kind of needs to be noted so he announced this movie and said it was gonna be like dealing with the manson murders the manson family yeah and then i remember i yeah, read that, some that, i read some article that, that the, yeah you go yeah that, yeah sorry that, that was like the one thing that i was like really skeptical about because for the most part he kind of dealt with like you know like historical fiction or just blatant fiction just kind of created his own stories like the only thing that was like had like really any historical significance was Inglourious Bastards, but I mean, that was just like an over-embellished kind of thing. This one was like a very real thing, like a very like personal thing. Um, and that was what I was kind of afraid of, of him kind of going the non-traditional route of how he normally tells stories of just blatantly kind of picking and choosing stuff from like historical fiction this one was like this is a real event and i wasn't sure if he was going to follow it to a certain t because the actual event was super grisly and it's like yeah i can see tarantino kind of recreating this on screen but it's like 
I was getting like as it as the movie kind of get towards the end, I I wasn't sure it's like is this going to go the way how it normally goes or like sure, I wasn't yeah. sure where this movie was going to go towards the end of the movie and I yeah. was like white my mom and myself were like white knuckling it her more so than me because I literally didn't know that much about the Manson murders. That's, she knew basically yeah. everything about it. That's the thing uh, about this but yeah, movie. I, yeah. Is um so I feel like with um like for Django Unchained, we all know the Civil War existed and we yeah. know of slavery. Um and in Inglorious Bastards, you know if you're old enough to get into a ra- rated movie, you know what the Holocaust is, you know what World War Two is, like you know enough yeah. information. I gotta say though, with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, if you don't know anything about the Manson family, you are gonna be so confused. I was. I like it did not click. I knew he had said when he announced this, he said, Oh, it's you know, gonna deal with the Manson family. And I it did not like the hippie people, which we'll get into them later, I had no idea. I mean, even when they're saying we want you to meet Charlie, it still didn't click because I don't know any. I all I know is that they killed Sharon Tate. That's all I knew, and the mil- I, movie's building up towards that. But I I didn't really know anything about about them as people, so I was super confused until like the very end. I mean, it just and then I told something. They're like, well, they did say Charlie, and I'm like, okay. Fair enough. I think it's just it's, yeah. No, like like Charlie, yeah. like that bit I kind of understood. Like the whole is like, oh, you should meet the family. And it's like, okay, I get that too. But I was just really confused. Like, okay, who's Sharon? T- like, I didn't know who he murdered or like what he specifically did, and that's yeah. what I was like more or less kind of confused about. Yeah. Uh, and, when when going yeah. into this, and I gotta say, it's definitely kind of as far as Tarantino movies go, so this one, it's still within the ballpark of his, of his movies, but it's definitely, um, it's definitely a little different. So it's on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's got a score of 85% from critics. Audiences gave it about a 70. And, and I actually looked up, so everyone was telling me, so I wanted to go see this movie. We actually made plans to go see this movie, and then that didn't happen. And then I, and just, I ended up just like, okay, I gotta go see this. I gotta go. I literally went by myself to see this. <laughs> My sister later was like, you saw that by yourself? And I'm like, I didn't know. I mean, I knew enough, but I figured it, it'll be fine. And it was fine, but like. The whole audience was with by the end. We were all just like, ah, but, um, I, it was definitely out of all of his movies, a lot slower than yeah. most. Um, I actually, and the thing is, cause everyone was like, this movie's so great. I love it. It's my favorite of his. And I'm like, am I the only one that thought it was kind of weird compared to his others? And I actually, it was kind of weird, but I yeah. still, I still yeah, very much yeah. enjoyed this movie. And I actually looked up, so I would just, Last night, uh, to prep for this, I, re- I rewatched it and I showed it to my dad because we had attempted it a couple times to go see it. And I actually had, had your dad never seen it before. No, we we tried to go see it and there was only like it was a small theater and the first row was the only thing that's open. And I'm like, this is a way, way too long of a movie to sit in the front so, row. So, so, no. so, so your dad never saw this until the other night. Yes, correct. 
So okay. He um, and I actually was looking up, and I looked up reviews on Flickster, and there were a couple people that are saying, I don't like. Yeah, there were other people that kind of were with me. Like this, I mean, it's it's good, but it is definitely different. A lot of people thought it was boring. A lot of people thought it was slow. My dad fell asleep. And I paused it, and I noticed it was at the Bruce Lee scene. I paused it, and he woke up, and I'm like, are you bored? He's like, no, it's just slow. And I'm like, okay, yes, so I'm not alone on this. And then at the end... It is a little slow, but I mean, a lot of of Tarantino movies are. Yeah. Like, a lot lot of them, like, drag a little bit in the middle, like, uh, 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 Inglourious Bastards, like, the entire, like... Uh, conversation it was like, oh, you should have a crepe. It's like, I don't want a crepe. You should have a crepe. Like that, like I feel, conversation yeah, in the diner. Like it's a tense scene, but it goes on for a bit longer than it needed. I mean, yeah, I. It's been a while since I have watched Glorious Bastards. There, I kind of saw it as she is in a situation. She doesn't. She's in such an uncomfortable. She wants to get out, and he's basically dragging it out to so she won't leave. But she he doesn't know why she wants to. She clearly is not in in the zone to be having a chat with him. Um, yeah. But after the movie last night, my dad's like, "I have." He's like, "Wow, I've never seen a movie so pointless." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." Um, Damn. I mean, so it wasn't any. He, he loved Brad Pitt in it. He freaking loved Brad Pitt in this. But um, like, I think it was the same thing. He thought it was like you know, it's Tarantino. It's good. It was just compared to other Tarantino movies, it was definitely different. Um, so let me start with the beginning. So it's, so it starts, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, there. Uh, Leo is uh, actor Rick Dalton, who was in a popular show, kind of like a Bonanza-style show called Bounty Law. Bounty Law! <laughs> and he was, and he kind of attempted to have a film career. He had, So the show's in the 70s, he attempted to kind of have a film career. This is like late sixties, early seventies, rest of the movie, and he's just kind of yeah. struggling. Um, and he thinks his career's over. And Al Pacino's character is basically like, "Hey, um, I can. I'm gonna try to help you get into spaghetti westerns," which, which to which to yeah. him, which he's kind of looking up as a death sentence, a death a death sentence. Like he doesn't want to for his career. He does not want to. He's not he doesn't want to be typecasted as the cowboy. Yeah, and uh, Brad Pitt plays. So he's as all through Bounty Law, he was a stunt double, and now they're just he's his driver, kind of his, kind of like his a little bit of his bodyguard. But they are friends. Like they do have a yeah. really solid relationship. It's very they the chemistry between them was just so yeah. great. They were awesome together. The dynamic between those two was so good, especially towards the end, because I wasn't sure. It's was like, oh, wow, I wasn't sure if, like, Matt Damon's going to feel kind of like, or not, not Matt Damon. I don't know why I said that. Uh, but, like, Leonardo DiCaprio, um, I wasn't sure if he was going to, like, oh, is he going to, like, kind of, like, take advantage of, like, his friend's generosity? Because he, he like, tells him, it's like, hey, while well, I'm here, do you mind taking care of this, this, and this? And just more or less just gives him, like, a list of chores. And I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if. It's like, oh, is he going to feel like he's ne- like neglecting his friend to kind of treating him like the help or something? Mm-hmm. And later on, it's like, oh, okay, that's not the case. That's and they just they just get along so well, and I absolutely love it. So that's the thing with this. And so actually, before I get into my next thing, so um, 
next door neighbor, his uh to Rick next door neighbors to Rick Dalton is uh Roman Polanski and his wife Sharon Tate. And Sharon Tate, yeah. so if you are, grew up in the 60s, 70s, Sharon Tate uh was killed by the Manson family. Um, yeah. Also, also I, I just want to point out that Sharon Tate uh, was acted by Margot Robbie in this movie. She was awesome. She which was which I, I did not know that going into it, and oh. she blew me away in this movie. She was really good. I did feel like she didn't have that like that much character development, even though the story is kind of about how she's going to die. She she I felt I like mean, she wasn't in the movie that much, she, even though she's yeah. kind of like a pivotal character in this i will say yeah she doesn't have a ton of character development but her her character her portrayal of her was fantastic um, oh yeah no i i, I yeah, don't get me wrong yeah, i yeah, loved yeah, it yeah. it was just i wish that there was more of it yeah um i, kind <laughs> I loved of, it and i wish there was more yeah i uh yeah i kind of agree i kind of did uh i kind of i she was she's nominated for an oscar not for this for bombshell but I was like, what? Why wasn't she nominated? But now that I think about it, yeah, it's probably because she didn't have a, an insane amount of character development. Screen time. Um, she, but she was yeah. like, I mean, yeah, she was fun to watch. Uh, definitely entertaining. But she also has a circle of friends. I think most people know who Roman Polanski is and know a little bit of, like... I, his... I, only, I only know the controversy around him. Yeah, I, same thing. Same. I Like the pedophilia or... I don't know. I don't know all the things. I know. I know that's yeah. the core of it. We won't. We don't have to get into it. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he he did a bunch of questionable, wrong stuff. Um, moving on. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, we don't agree with what he did. Just we're just moving on. Anyway, moving um, on. <laughs> uh, Change subject, please. There's a kind of so they're kind of have this little cult group of friends, and the thing is, they he and they're labeled like there's a part where they roll up to a party. And they're each labeled, so we all know who they are. And I just kind of yeah. think, I don't, other than Steve McQueen, I don't really know who any of these people are. I just, I, because I, I didn't grow up in that era, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, all, all, yeah, Steve McQueen, and they have a party at the Playboy Mansion. And I was like, half expecting, like, oh, are we going to see, like, a deep fake of uh, Hugh Hefner there? That was, um, <laughs> yeah. He, he, he might have been in the background. I don't know. I, I, I didn't really it's keep, possible. like, uh, my eyes peeled for him. But uh, I was like, I was like, oh, is that the Playboy Mansion? And that's Steve McQueen. And yeah, I, I'm in the same boat as you. I didn't know who really any of these people were because I'm not super familiar with that that time period. The only other yeah. actor that I recognized was they had an actor portraying Bruce Lee in this. And there, there was yeah. a really fun scene because um, him and uh, Brad Pitt kind of get into like <laughs> more or less like uh, – like uh like a cockfight with each other they they're just like oh like i bet i can fight you it's like i don't know that's just called manslaughter i i bet i can take yeah. you it was like it's like my my hands are lethal weapons everyone's every man's hands are a weapon yeah <laughs> it's like let's just let's just fight it out and it's like oh this is actually really intense um yeah and the, so before yeah so well, before that scene um so yeah uh Rick Dalton's living next to Plansky and Sharon Tate and Tarantino actually says this in like interviews how he kind of is just kind of watch seeing from there he wants to be kind of part of not necessarily their their little group but just they're part of this side of Hollywood that he's not in he's more feeling down about his career and all that and um we then so 
next morning, next day, whatever. Uh, Brad Pitt's taking him to work, and he's it's again he's being typecasted a lot as he's still kind a, of a cowboy. cowboys, but also as a bad guy, and it's really so they they just and he's often because he's the bad guy getting killed off in most of most of his uh current roles and um yeah right i guess there was there's a scene i so brad pitt i guess wants to kind of wants to go back to being a stunt double being work going back to work and i actually really love this scene so leo basically or basically tells him oh yes uh the people here kind of they're they're not really fans of yours so there's no real point and then he cuts to brad later brad pitt is um not cuts to but just later brad pitt's attempting to fix uh mcdonald's tv antenna and he kind of he starts yeah. thinking like it's a whole it's as long it's a we don't even realize that it's a hypothetical he's basically thinking let's say i do go down there and they'll 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 let me work for the day what what's gonna happen and <laughs> i'm gonna get in a fight with bruce lee obviously and, and kick his get ass. fired <laughs> get fired so there's a thing there's a there's a thing in this though where they talk about um they say how the reason they don't like him so kurt russell is basically i wasn't was he the director or producer no he he, he was like the stunt coordinator stunt in charge coordinator. of hiring all of them and okay or, so, or something like that he, he was basically like going to be brad pitt's boss if he hired him which yeah. he was like reluctant to because reluctant of- to because of his past which apparently he, or the rumor is that he killed his wife and got away with it. And yeah, I and we we kind of get like a, a brief kind of flashback of that of like like the harpoon in like the boat that they were like sailing on just like impales her and he's just like holding it and he's just kind of like looking or at it like just, oh just, no he's holding it she's on the she's just arguing with him and then it just fat ends and so it's just kind of okay. And then, uh, when he's getting into that fight with Bruce Lee, someone says the same thing to Bruce Lee, like, oh, no, he killed his wife and got away with it. And I kept thinking, is this gonna be the plot of the movie? No, it never comes back again. And I'm- It it really doesn't. And I'm, like, thinking that's an interesting- that's a very, very interesting, like, character- a, a fact to give about a character. Like, I just thought it was very weird that it never- it came up a couple of times. That's kind of a big thing about a character, and it never comes up again. And so, so basically, yeah. And I just felt like the with Sharon Tate and Rick Dalton and Brad Pitt's character Cliff Booth, it shouldn't have been. It was the plot, like on like the synopsis of it, seemed to make it. It was out to make it about like. These two guys, these two friends are trying to kind of rebuild their career in the industry. That was kind of the general gist of it. When it should have just yeah. been about three people in the industry, two struggling, one successful. Succeeding. And the backdrop of, like, Manson family. That should have been the, I don't know, it, I feel like it was trying to put more focus on something that, yes, that's what's going on. But it's really, these characters are just kind of living their lives and this, these are their lives. As opposed yeah, it, to- it's just it's just kind of like weird parallels between all three of them of just like three different people and like three different points in the same industry and like the same career. And it's like, OK, that's kind of like a weird like not weird, like an interesting kind of parallel of the industry. But 
I, I was just kind of like, is there going to be something more about this? I, I was just kind of like, are they going to like interact with each other at some point other than just um, uh, uh, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio's characters? Uh, I don't even think like they all three of them are in the same scene ever even until the end of the movie they're they're not even all in the same scene the closest it's always yeah. it's, it's always just the two of them the closest or, uh, we get yeah it's just a combination of the two it's them two and then sharon tate doing like she's packing and that was okay so uh backtrack a little while brad pitt is working on the working on the antenna on rick's uh rick's roof and this is car drive up to uh Plansky and Sharon Tate's house and Sharon Tate's friend who is so Jay Seabrig so I guess he apparently it was kind of all just told to us by uh Damian Lewis's character Steve, Steve McQueen just very telling us she was engaged yeah. to him and then called it off and then is married to Rome Plansky and yeah and it just um I don't know. I think it was, it just came off to me like, and then he said, I never had a chance. So I guess he also was interested in her. And I guess they needed to give this information, but at the same time, because I guess that's what happened. That was the situation of these, of these people in life, but that never comes back in the movie. Him, them being engaged. And I, maybe that's just how it was in life. I, I don't know. Maybe. Um, But it did seem if this, if these were just characters and this wasn't based off of some stuff that did happen it seemed kind of okay like yeah and and also i don't think steve mcqueen shows up again in this movie like that, that character I, I, I think he only yeah. shows up in the the playboy mansion party and like that's it yeah this scene is so this movie is so star-studded like it, you have it all really these... is they're they're kind of it, it's kind of like a like a i spy game watching this movie it's like <laughs> okay let's see who we can find and it's either figure out which actor they're playing as or which actor it actually is. Yeah, it's just... it's, it's, it's uh, uh, Who's who is in this movie. There's so many of these actors who... I think it's because a, a lot of these actors have already worked with Tarantino. Um, I mean, a lot haven't, but plenty yeah. have. Um, and, uh, like, Kurt Russell, Leo, and Brad Pitt have all have worked with him in his last couple of films. Um, yeah. And, but anyway, so... Brad Pitt sees his car drive up to Sharon Tate's house and it's some guy gets out asking for Terry. Oh, does Terry live here? And JC was like, no, not, no, not anymore. And that's supposed to be uh, Charles Manson. And yeah, that's, that's Charlie. Yeah, I, I, as they, pretty, I think I, he, yeah. he's credited in the, in the credits. He's just called Charlie. They, I don't think they ever specifically call him Charles Manson. Yeah. I, which, the thing about that is that whole thing is subtle, um, yeah. which is totally fine. The problem with the, my only thing about it, it's not, I'm not against it being subtle. It's just that I don't know enough about them that I, yeah. Well, like, well I mean, that's kind of just like on us for, yeah. that, for that point. We're not doing research on it beforehand. Say, this, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Um, uh, so that's like our first and only time we, uh, meet Charles Manson. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's the Brad Pitt's working on the roof, Sharon Tate's uh packing, listening and dancing to music next door, and then it's not until the end when when sorry, well actually we'll get there, but that's only one time is uh our Leo 
or Rick Dalton. I keep wanting to just call him Leo and Sharon Tate. Um, <laughs> uh, Rick Dalton and uh, Sharon Tate interact is not till the very end. But um, yeah. Anyway, so and um, but yeah, when uh, uh when uh, uh oh my god, I don't know why I keep forgetting his name. Uh, when Brad Pitt's character Cliff. goes uh, back to the studio to hang out and like pick up Leonardo DiCaprio, he encounters a hitchhiker along the way who's uh was like hey you mind taking me to like uh this ranch like nearby it's like oh yeah like i've, I've worked there a bunch uh it's like yeah i know i know where that is so, so takes her there and it's like the manson family it's just a bunch of like hippies like, like virtually yeah, seems, he sees, it's really creepy <laughs> he sees this group of people there's like hippies these hippie girls and him and one girl kind of like lock eyes and she like gives him a peace sign and it's and and it's like okay and then like the next day or she um wants to she's like trying to get him to pick her up to get her a ride and he's like no i'm going the other way so then later he's going back the other way and he picks her up and so (laughs) he picks her up and they're kind of talking and it's weird and they're definitely like flirting and and whatnot oh yeah definitely i then she's like, you want me to suck your cock while you're driving? Which I thought was hilarious, mainly because I, first of all, I laughed because, so he's like, how old are you? Like, he doesn't want to, he, he doesn't want to like, yeah. he's, and I'm like, you know what? That's nice. And he said no. And I'm like, you know what? Good for you. But, yeah. um, good job. Um, good job. Consent not is being, key. <laughs> to not being gross. Um, and, yeah. but then, uh. The way she says it, she doesn't, like, ask it, like, trying to seduce him or, like, being flirty. She just asks it, like, yeah, like yeah, a flirty like, 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 oh, like, I know you want this kind of and, thing. And then, like, and then she's laying on his lap while he's driving. And I'm like, this is really weird. Um, yeah. This whole thing is all. But, yeah, they arrive at, at the ranch that he used to work on, which is one of the reasons why he offered. And she yeah. wants to introduce him. To all of her friends and this is when here they keep saying like uh oh, oh really you gotta to meet, meet charlie. charlie you gotta meet charlie which i feel like yeah that i that should have registered with me it just didn't i'm like who's charlie but um anyway uh and so he then so bruce dern's character um apparently who used to who owns the ranch and he's like, oh, does he still, does he, does he have, do you guys have permission to be here by him? And they're like, yeah. Is he still here? Yeah. And it got very intense because he's like, I'm going to go see, say, say hi to him. And they're like, no, you can't. He's, he's napping. And yeah, I think the no, way they it, made, they made it seem so suspicious and, and like, so suspect. It's like, what is actually going on here? Did they I'm kill like, this guy? Yeah. I'm like, did they kill him? Are they afraid that he's going to kill him? And then he goes in and there's this other gaggle of hippies inside the house watching TV and Dakota Fanning uh is yeah. the I'm I'm again they they all have like very hippie weird names. names like Sundance and yeah. the one girl he picks up and gives a ride is Pussycat and my dad laughed yeah. at the line where so Lena Dunham uh plays uh another hippie and he uh and she says thanks for bringing her bringing her pussy back we all love pussy and brad pitt's like 
yeah, we do. Or something like that. My dad laughed. Like, yeah, like, that was, oh, that was pretty funny. Also, uh, <laughs> going to like all like the hippie girls, uh, I, I like looked this up cause I, I kind of wanted to do like a little bit more research on this movie of, cause like there are so many like actors and actresses and there's like, who was actually in this movie. And I looked it up and like one of the, the girls who was like, like part of like the Manson family, uh, was uh, Harley Quinn Smith, and she played uh, Froggy, one like the background like uh, hippie girls. Um, do, and do do you know who Harley Quinn Smith is? Kevin Smith's daughter. Yeah, that's that's Kevin Smith's daughter. Oh. It's like, wait, she's in this movie. It was like, who else? Because like name? last time I saw her, she was in like the the Kevin Smith movies, um, Tusk, which is like, oh. a fantastic horror movie, and then. The, the weird sequel, Yoga Hosers. Oh, God. Uh, that's a, which that's a like, sequel to Tusk? I thought that was just a Well, it's in the time. same universe. Oh, okay. It was in the same universe because she's, like, in Tusk, she, like, her and her friend play, like, these, like, concession stand clerks in, like, a, like a quick stop. And then in Yoga Hosers, they're playing the exact same characters. And they also interact with uh, Johnny Depp's character from Tusk as the same character. Okay. Okay. Yeah. By the, uh, by the way, Johnny Depp in that movie, I did not realize it was that was Johnny Depp until like almost ten minutes until the movie ended. Like, oh, okay. He was he was really good in that. His makeup was like really thick, and he had like a really thick French accent that is like this guy looks really familiar. And I was trying to figure out the entire movie. <laughs> oh man, they're actually uh, Maya Hawk, who had just like literally a month before. Or a couple, or maybe a month before when I saw it, but like a couple weeks before, I say, um, got a lot of stardom and a huge fan base following her appearance on Stranger Things. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm I'm totally spacing on her name in that, but she was a delight, and I really hope she's uh, there for did four. did she pl- wasn't she the one who played Robin? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. okay. I, I was like, name. I was like, okay, I think I, I think I know who you're talking about, and I'm trying to remember right now. Um, but uh, so they're all being very weird. Like, you can't go see him. He's napping. He then goes into the house, and Dakota Fanny's like asking questions, like, when was the last time you saw him? And all the, it's just making it more and more suspicious. Like they, yeah, him. It, it, and then she it, says, it doesn't oh. like the music yeah. doesn't help at all oh, in yeah, the situation. Just, the music so... is just. It's yeah. so good. It was just, it was just so weird. We're like, okay, and then, and then she's like, oh, by the way, he's blind. And then he goes to the next room. He's in there. Yeah, he's asleep, and I guess he's blind. And they have this little like conversation, and and that's just about it. And then he leaves, and yeah. uh, Pussycat's like, he's like, I like kind of like love this little dialogue. She's like, do. You, did you see him? Yeah. Do you think anything weird's going on here? Yep. <laughs> like he's yeah, does they, not buy it for a second. They make it so suspicious that... that he wants to talk to his friend. It's like, why are you guys being so defensive that he wants to talk to his friend? I, mean, I didn't understand that, but yeah. it made that scene so tense that it's like, and I still oh my don't god, is really is know why? Other than yeah. Well, it, it, I I legitimately thought that they were going to kill Brad Pitt. Because they had killed this 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 old guy who owned the ranch, so they could squat there basically. And they so did like, none of that. It just it was a very it was very intense. And I I don't I mean I don't know if he was a real person, so I don't know if maybe he had some kind of 
he, he was involved with the Manson family. Like, I, I so I don't know. But yeah, it was very intense, and I wasn't really sure why. He then, yeah. everybody is, like, wants him gone. They're all sitting tell, telling him to leave. He is leaving. But there's a knife. Someone popped his tire. Flat, his flat tire now, so he can't leave. And I'm just more like, yeah. well, how is he going to go? You want him to go, and then you... Slash his tires. tires. Um, oh, yeah. And, and then he just beats the living crap out of the guy that slashes tires. And, like, everyone's yelling at him. They're all screaming. It's like, get off of him. Get off of him. The dude's bleeding. He's like, you're going to change my tire. He's like, no, I'm not. It's like, yes, you are. And then he beats the crap out of him until he's like, you're going to fix my tire. It's like, I'm going to fix your tire. And then he... And then he, well, they go tell, oh, go get, so there's another guy, yeah, go, Tex, go get Tex, who, I guess, he's just, yeah, part of their family. He go, they go get him, he goes, we already have met him, sorry, we skipped it, it wasn't that important, <laughs> but uh, he yeah. comes back, and he's already gone his way, and he's gone, and it's like, okay, so that was, that all happened, all right, and then we're back at, uh, so, I think, actually, during all this, so, Brad Pitt's uh, unknowingly talking with a bunch of uh, like cultists. Col- cultists, <laughs> and uh, uh, so we're kind of so we're it keeps jumping back into like Sharon Tate. She's kind of out running some errands and sees her name. So there's a movie playing that she's in, and her, she's seeing her name up there like on the marquee. And she ends up going in to see the movie and watch her performance. And I kind of just did love her like. But just the the way she was just like act she was she was kind of like watching her character and enjoying it like the audience as well as like she was studying her and she was kind of reenact like not fully like she was standing up but there's like that fight scene that Sharon Tate yeah. is doing in the movie which we gotta note so they uh Sharon Tate they don't they don't like superimpose Margot Robbie as Sharon Tate in the movie it's actual Sharon Tate in this movie. Which I kind of yeah, which I kind of I, I did really like that. Yeah, um, it was I found it because I think it was just very to me. I thought it was just very res- respectful. Um, which is yeah. probably one reason why, because considering like the situation, um, but I don't know. I just it was just it's not very. It's just kind of a fun little like where it keeps cutting back and forth to her watching the movie, and it's just kind of fun to watch. It's very, to me, it's, it shows a lot of her character just in that scene. Um, a way, like, she's behaving and, and all that. Um, so, uh, Leo's character, so Rick Dalton, so he's he's kind of slightly struggling on, on the set. He, um, yeah. he was he, he definitely hung over. Lines. He, he, what? <laughs> he's definitely hung over. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. He, he... <laughs> He, like, is literally, like, the night before just, like, chilling in his pool, like, on a floaty, like, tape deck recording his lines so he can kind of, like, practice with himself and just drinking, like, a bunch of, like, hard liquor like, the entire time. It's like, and oh my god, dude. He basically messes up his lines and he almost starts, like, crying. He's so embarrassed. And then he goes back to his trailer giving himself a pep talk and he is crying yeah. and he's like... It's, it's, it was it was funny because he was acting just like a child. He was just like, it looks like you didn't even memorize your lines and you did. And like, 
And he's just like, oh god, it was so he he was so great in this movie, especially he gave his character like a stutter. It's very I don't think yeah. it's subtle, like you miss it, but it's like it's just like a nice like touch to the character, I feel like. It wasn't over the top or anything. Yeah, um, it, it it was just really fun where you you see him like struggling and you just kind of see him kind of go through like this own like internal like struggle of like him fighting with himself even though he does have a chance to like show that he is a good actor and he's blowing it himself and i just thought that was like oh that's really cool he is kind of like you you see that he isn't the best but he's still trying to do his best and i just thought that it was really cool to kind of see how he's turning it around uh on for his own benefit is like okay i may be like a drunk cowboy but like Let's give them an angry drunk cowboy. So he like goes out there, does his scene. He's like ad libbing a couple of lines, but he does it so well that mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is actually a really good scene. <laughs> it was um so there's another actress um or actor on set with him. It's this like young girl, she's about eight, and she's so professional. She's yeah. just like sitting here reading a book and He's and he can't so he can't go to lunch. He just got his makeup on. He can't go to he can't eat. So he goes to just read his book and she's there also reading a book and she's like I don't eat before. I have a scene after lunch and I always find myself doing a t- I do a tiny I'm a tiny it makes me sluggish when I eat before lunch and she goes in her role. she's a major method actor and says I stay yeah. on ca- I stay in character or I like for, I refer to being called by my character's name. It makes me a tiny bit better. It's very, like, it's it's just, it was, it's hilarious, but it's also just very, like, she's so professional and she's a kid while he's over there hacking and spitting because he's hungover. Um, yeah. And uh, so in, like, the scene later, he, again, he's the bad guy and he's holding, and she, she's holding, he's holding her hostage and throws yeah. her on the floor. And then at when they cut, he asks, he's like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I got padding. And that, that was yeah. the best acting I've ever seen. And he's just and like. And he start, he's like, starts crying. It's like, I needed that kid. <laughs> like, it was adorable, but it was like. Um, yeah, no, like, uh, that was like a really wholesome scene, which I was not expecting in a Tarantino movie to see something that wholesome. He's great. Tarantino's really, really great at, um humanize good and bad he's really great at humanizing his characters um like i feel like you know he he shows good and bad for all the characters but he just he really makes it clear these they're people they're humans yeah and i kind of like they i don't know i kind of i just i i love it because i think it's a nice it's yeah like even the worst people are still like he he humanized he almost he humanized Hitler in Inglorious Bastards, and I was like, "I mean, to a degree. I mean, granted, Hitler's only in that movie for a couple of minutes. Like what? Yeah, like ten minutes total. He yeah. he doesn't do much other than like, this is a good movie. This is the best movie you've ever made. And by the way, can I have some gum? Yeah, like, <laughs> like that, it, that's, yeah, that's literally all he does. And then just you know, spoiler alert: he gets shot a bunch and then blows up. Remember, I was telling this to somebody. Um, and they were like, even yeah, Kill Bill, like when Lucy Liu dies, like you feel bad. Like he's yeah. just very great at humanizing, and I think that's really important. Um, anyway, so 
we then uh so kind of going backwards a little uh al pacino's character basically who wants to again wants to put rick dalton in spaghetti westerns uh yeah. he's watching so i guess that night after his shoot brad pitt and leo are kind of hanging out watching he has a role on this fbi show and from that uh al, uh, al pacino is watching and there he ends up from that getting a couple offers to be in a couple spaghetti westerns and so the whole movie it's showing time stamps of like yeah it was like summer is, like june of 19... 1969 1970 yeah. and it's basically it's is leading up to the killing of the Sharon murder night um and uh so he's basically Rick Dalton and uh Cliff and he they're flying back from Italy. He just made a bunch of he made a couple of movies. Um also he got married. Got married got married and he yeah. <laughs> can't and it's basically we're learning through the narration that this is probably gonna be this is kind of the end of the road for uh Rick Dalton and Cliff just because he can't afford to he can't afford to keep, keep them around anymore. Anymore. but like, you guys can still hang out <laughs> like yes uh Brad yeah. Pitt needs to go get a job but you can still hang out um and so they they get home they basically decide they're they're just gonna kind of hang out and uh they're already they're already they go out they get very drunk and yeah. um then they go back to Rick Dalton's place and so Rick Dalton is making margaritas while um so Brad Pitt earlier in the movie he buys a joint that's or he buys it's a joint and he yeah, he kept it but it's at, like dipped in like acid or something yeah and uh or I guess a, it's it's like, a, a cigarette dipped in acid and um and he decides to smoke it and then he goes out and walks his dog so he has a he has a dog that we kind of meet throughout the movie that he has a I I like the relationship um minus the fact that the fact that he feeds him gross food they have a nice little yeah. like thing going yeah it, i forget is it a pit bull i think it's a pit bull yeah yeah i'm, I'm like legitimately trying to remember what kind of dog he had i think it was, a pit I was bull, like yeah. i was like oh it's like it, it was like a it was like it was a pretty intense dog um and they they go they decide to go on a walk and as they're going on a walk a car's driving up the street and oh, they're like really closed off neighborhood there's literally only like one street in or out and we see um and their their engines just on it's so loud and disruptive that uh rick dalton goes out in his like he's wearing that kind of rich man bathrobe that's really short and carrying a a blender filled with margarita and goes (laughs) out and basically yells at them and we see oh hey that's Tex from yeah, the hippie it's, farm. It's, That's people it's the, all from yeah, the hippie farm. Yeah, it's the Manson family. Uh, it's like, oh no, this is the wrong neighborhood. Someone's gonna die. And like, as <laughs> soon as like uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio like yeah. walked out of there, and or I thought that like they were gonna like drive by and like recognize Brad Pitt. It's like, oh, there's a guy. I thought there's like, oh, they're just gonna cancel their plans, like killing um, it's, it's uh, Mar- Margot Robbie, and just go in there and just murder. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, okay. Brad Pitt, and uh, yeah. uh, his wife, and just 
do it there. It's um, weird because, um, so first of all, they're out there, the car's just on, and he goes, and uh, Rick Dog goes out there to yell at them, and basically tells them to turn around. They're like, okay, and they turn around. But I'm like, what was their plan? Like, they're not being very discreet. Like, the car I, is super loud. Like, I just was like, I didn't understand. Like, what? what's the goal here? I mean, I know we all, we know what the goal is, but they're going about it in a really bad like way. Like, and then they turn around and then they have a little conversation and they're like, they, oh my God, they're, they're that kind was of Rick Dalton. They're kind of That was yeah. Rick Dalton. Oh yeah, they recognize him. <laughs> and then they decide, so, um, uh, and then they're like, basically to reveal that they are, officially reveal that they are the Manson family, they said like, Charlie said, we gotta go up to Terry's old house. I don't know who Terry is supposed to be. But yeah, I, I don't, I, that's yeah, something that that's like, a, oh, we probably should have like, you know, looked all that yeah. up, you know. Um, it's like, it's probably like, like some like significant like background information yeah. on like Manson as a person, but it's like, I don't know Manson yeah. that well, or like the whole, um, like Manson family or like Manson murders, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird that like a lot of my movie knowledge, like a lot of my knowledge about the Manson murders comes from this movie. That's, yeah, yeah. I've, I've had, like, okay, I remember, like, as a kid, we watched Sound of Music a lot, and I didn't really understand that it was against the backdrop of, like, uh, World War II. World War II, and I didn't really know what a Nazi was. I just understood my parents were like, oh, they, uh, the Nazis are bad guys. They want Von Trapp to go work for them, and he doesn't want it because they're bad. Like, I understood, that was all I knew, and, um, and then it wasn't until like, I watched it again as a teenager, and I'm like, "Oh, right!" Like, like, like it, it all clicked because I understood then. Um, I didn't get it as a five year old. Um, and how do you explain yeah, I, that I, to I, a five year old? Like, I had, yeah, I had I had a I had a similar revelation with um, Indiana Jones because oh. I pretty much like grew up watching uh, those movies, or like not really fully aware of like other than what the Nazis were, other than the fact that they were the bad guys that yeah, Indy which is, was like, fighting a, against. Which is, as a kid, what? that's kind of all you need. Yeah, it's like, yeah. other than the fact that it's like, they're the bad, like, I didn't even knew, really know what, like, Nazis were, or like, you know, like the swastika that they, they had, like, the, the flags, or like, I, di- I didn't really know anything about them. I thought that they were just like, okay, this is the villain of the movie. Yeah. And these are the, the and this is who they're working for. It's like, okay, they're, they talk in like funny accents. Cause like, I'm like six when I'm watching yeah. this. Yeah. It's like, they have, they talk funny dads. Like, yes, they do. Son. Is that a conversation you have? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. that, that was like a long time ago. Um, yeah. Not, you're not knowledgeable about all, ver- all, all different accents and dialects. It's like, um, it's like no, I was like, Europe. I'm yeah. an ignorant like six year old child yeah. in America. Of course, I don't know about yeah. other countries. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, yeah, we, I, so this kind of yeah, it confirmed. Okay, I think it can, yeah, it confirmed that these were the Mansons. They're talking, and they basically they decide they're gonna so they're gonna go up, and it's very clear all yeah. of them are very brainwashed, kind of by Charlie, except one of them. Who is my he's like, character. oh wait, I, 
It's like, oh, I forgot my knife. Let me go back to the car. It's like, oh, fine. Hurry up. He, and and text, just like, just drives away. <laughs> and she, yeah, she just gets out of there. She it's bails. Like, oh, you are. It's like, you are. They're all, like, yelling at her. It's Which like, is, like, oh, good for you. Oh. Good for you for bailing. Um, yeah. Um, but this was where I got mixed up because they're walking. Were they walk coming through a different? Were they? They were said they were supposed to go to Terry's old house. That's that's where Sharon Tate lives. That's where her and her friends are. Yeah. And I'm just more. Did they and they was it that they went to the wrong house or that because the way they were going, I'm like, it looks like you're just going back where you just you just were. Like you saw this I, house. I, I was getting so mixed no, up on this was in no no I, they, yeah. they they went to um Leonardo DiCaprio's house because like there oh was- no he saw us we need to get rid of the witnesses so they were gonna go there kill Leonardo DiCaprio but Leonardo DiCaprio like left to go do something or He's like he like his- passed out or something so by and this Brad point, Pitt yeah, came yeah. back okay, okay, okay. so high and like it's like. Hey, I recognize you guys. Oh my you're, god! You're okay, that's at the ranch, and then yeah, yeah, we got our we have our ending. Um, so, so <laughs> which is we'll, we'll break it down. Like, um, yeah, like that that movie pretty much just boils down to is like all like the pent up rage and frustration and tension throughout this entire movie just explodes all over the scene, and it's just as violent as you expect from a Tarantino movie, I and do. it's pretty much like all the violence in this movie, and you know. For, for a Tarantino movie, there's not a lot of violence in this movie. This scene makes up for the entire movie. Would you say this is the same level of violence in other Tarantino movies, or do you think it's more? Because to me, it seemed it seemed more violent because it was more brutal. I I think it was more because it was the only one in the movie. Yeah. It didn't have anything else to compare it to, and also it kind of felt it, it didn't quite feel like a tarantino movie without until some, that part and in, in some insane level of violence and gore yeah. and so boy um, oh boy did this movie deliver so um so really quick I, I, uh, I, is, I, I especially the, the, okay this is just straight up spoiler at this point uh so if you haven't seen this movie first of all watch it what do you do listening to this don't even um, listen to anything we do we, anything we talk about unless you've seen the movie unless yeah you want um but my, I especially love the bit where uh, Leonardo DiCaprio sees like, oh, what the hell is going on in here? Wait, 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 wait. Goes, goes into his shed, pulls out a flamethrower that he used for like a World War II movie he did, and then roasts one of the, the people there. And she like falls into his pool and she's like screaming and like flailing her knife around because she got like her face like mauled by um, – uh, Brad Pitt's so, dog earlier. Brad Pitt earlier in the movie when we meet uh, his dog, he kind of like clicks his teeth. He does these. He has his dog very well trained. So yeah. he's back at the. He came back from the walk. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio is in the back in his pool listening to music and just you know ha- having like having drunk, fun. drunk out of his mind. And um. <laughs> his wife is asleep in bed and. The door opens and it's and he's like, "Hey, I know." And he again, he's super high, and he is like, yeah. "Hey, I know you." And like you, and then he, uh, I he starts laughing, 
and which it's it, like it was, it's like hey who, it's like hey who are you it's like i'm the devil and i'm here to do the devil's work no that's not it it's a dumber name than that it's like just shoot him text like text oh, that text, was it yeah, yeah that's a dumb name it's like dude the balls on this guy to make fun of the guy who's pointing a gun to your head and they just start laughing and then um and then they finally start fighting and brad pitt sets the dog on text and my dad's kind of like, because it's again Tarantino, he's kind of, my sister said her boyfriend did the same thing. He's kind of laughing at the violence because it just is like, like part it's, of it. It's so over the top that it's like, he's, it, it almost doesn't seem realistic, even though this is most likely what would have happened. He's um basically, he goes after Tex and he's really not just like, oh, a dog bite a bit him. Like he's getting kind of mauled. And then he basically bites his like crotch and my dad by this point was like oh, like he like stopped laughing like oh no and then um the one of the girls goes after so one of the girls goes in the back to get um uh he says whoever's in the back go go get them go get them out so they can you know kill yeah them. and then um then one of the other girls goes after brad pitt and he sets the dog on her and that's just he it was it was like the whole audience we were all like ah like he just this dog just like mauls her while brad pitt's just fighting off and it's just it was just so brutal and then uh, it it really was and then like of course the flamethrower comes out and it's just like the girl (laughs) mauled her face is just completely mauled she runs out still probably just now like delirious and just so like She's still holding the gun and she like runs out, runs through the the door into the yeah. pool and lives like, ah! like that part was uh, Yeah, like like wakes up like uh Leonardo DiCaprio is like, Oh, what the hell's going on? She's like running around flam blasting the gun and is like, Oh, I need to defend myself. So he runs and gets the closest weapon, which happens to be a fully functional flamethrower that he just happens to keep in his shed next to a lawnmower uh, it's like it just roasts her alive she falls in the pool dead after like flailing and like firing the gun a few times it's pretty um, it's definitely it's it's, it's yikes it's it's uh, like it's, it's yikes but at the same it time is it very, is so i will say it's hilariously awesome that at the same time it's yeah. just so let me just say if you haven't seen this we're not I, being it, weird I, I, by I, saying I it's even, hilarious it, it's I supposed I, yeah. to be kinda, I can't even talk about this without like kind of laughing at it because of how yeah it's over su- the top it is it's supposed to be kind of over the top and crazy and it's definitely i think you're either laughing or you're just like covering your i was my mouth i was like covering my mouth with my hands um which is one of my general movie stances when i'm shocked by something um and so, like, and half the answer was, yeah, so it's, we're not weird by saying it's comical. It's it's definitely supposed to be, um, but it's, it's very cringeworthy, almost. Um, so then, yeah. Aaron's their attempt, that attempt, um, the cops are there, uh, Rick Dalton's giving him his account of what happened, and during the fight, uh, Brad Pitt gets stabbed, and they're taking him to the hospital, and He's like, and Rick Dalton's like, oh, I'll, I'll meet you there. I'll, I'll come meet you at the hospital. He's like, no, no, just go be, stay with your wife. And she, I guess, just like took what? a bunch of sleeping pills, which to 
calm to go to sleep which she was asleep and then how would you ever sleep again and i guess the dogs with her like protecting her, her which is like yeah it's like nice. it's like yeah no yeah. just come by tomorrow it's like you just come by tomorrow come by tomorrow it's like watch after my dogs like we may just have to keep that dog after tonight it's like <laughs> nice try and um so he goes to the hospital and then or he's well, saying really quick he's like you're a good friend and he's like i try and i'm like they i i realize so actually no we'll keep this so um yeah Jay Seberg comes out and is like, what just happened? And Leo gives him his whole count of what happened on his end. And uh, then it's, I guess, apparently he's a fan of a fan of him in Bounty Law and the Nazi movie he did, where it's just where he got the flamethrower. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, um, or do you want to, they, they, yeah, they, they invite him over uh, to the house, like, hey, come on, neighbor, like, we haven't really chat, and it's like, I'm a huge fan of your stuff, like, we may have, like, some projects for you, and they kind of, like, bring him into to their world of, like, that, like, next level of, like, movies that he always wanted to get to, and it's just, it's like, oh, it it's a happy ending. Yeah, like, in a, in, movie. in, the, in a world is, where she didn't of. die, and I'm like, that's so, that's nice. I mean, they're they're not. I wouldn't. I mean, forget. Find happy ending. I feel like they're in the, in the world of Tarantino. It's it's not a upsetting and not upsetting is the wrong word. Um, it's it's an ending where it's like, yay! Like the bad people are done being bad. Like that's it's yeah. it's you know like um. But I kind so of so well spoken. <laughs> the bad people are. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I, I realized later um so in the very beginning of the movie when we're getting introduced to rick and cliff um he basically says how actors are required to do a certain amount of stunts but i can't do you know if i hurt myself i might not be able to work so cliff here is meant to lighten the load and and then i kind of realized that's kinda, that's the end of the movie he basically defended the home front does all the work but Leo gets the credit and then gets invited yeah. into the circle that he wanted to. So I, um, it does kind of come full circle. Um, and I definitely, the ending I will say is definitely the most entertaining part of the movie. I didn't think it was boring. Oh, I absolutely. definitely thought it was slow, com- uh, more slow than I was expecting it to be. Um, well, anyway, what were, uh, final verdicts what's what's your overall opinion on this movie even though you've already uh, said overall, it. <laughs> yeah o- overall um i did really enjoy this movie i did feel like it kind of dragged on a bit uh in the second act um it, it was just a lot of dialogue which i i mean that is what like sharantino is like famous for like it's good dialogue it just it does feel like it drags on for a bit but picks up towards the third act and like the last i want to say like 40 minutes of this movie my mom was literally like white knuckling it because she knew like the actual events and i was kind of just gauging from her reactions like oh shit's about to go down that's interesting <laughs> and that, that's interesting uh, i can't imagine watching this and knowing the yeah story, like, i yeah. I, I can't say that I know what that would experience would have been like for this movie. I'm sure it would have been completely different for this of 
knowing what to expect from like because you know what the Manson murders are yeah or, or like what, what they actually happened but um I I kind of went in this kind of blank because mm-hmm. but I still feel like that's like a really good way to go into this movie because it doesn't necessarily follow the the Manson murders to a T. It's it just more of not they don't kinda, say it, the name. It, it's just kind of like the footnotes version of that and it doesn't follow it in a way that even if you are familiar with it you can still follow along and if you're not you can still follow along just as well as the people who know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I guess so, they, they do yeah. yeah, they never say they never they never say like Manson family Charles Manson or anything like that. So for all we know just it could just be group of hippies that are doing the bidding of this like madman um that's kind of all you really need to know when you really think about it i think it's just knowing that it's information that if you grew up in a certain time you're pretty familiar with it and i wasn't so i felt kind of awkward um yeah my uh anyway it's my final verdict i do think it is a it is a great movie um, I, as per usual, I think Tarantino, he's a fantastic writer. He's a really great director. Um, he, like, like he, um, in terms of like art yeah. direction and just, and cinematography, cinematography. I will say yeah. there were a couple of scenes in this where I felt like, um, like there, I, I don't know, like, like there was a part where we, it zooms in on Rick Dalton and he's in boots and spurs and he walks yeah. and is on this feet. He walks past the camera, and then some woman's walk by, and I'm like, "What was? Why did I really need to see the woman? Like, like it just that seemed kind of random." Which I mean, I know it sounds very nitpicky, but like, um, overall, I did think it was a good movie. It's just definitely um, compared to other Tarantino films, it's it's definitely different. Um, I mean, in in some yeah. ways, not not in the in terms of characters and uh, content, it's pretty. My it's pretty on point. My dad, the part where all of, like the hippies are like just staring at Brad Pitt as he's going into the house. My dad's just like only Tarantino. Like I'm like yeah. like like only Tarantino would make a film about the Manson family. Um, yeah, it, it it's just there. There are a lot of really tense parts in this movie, but. I still really enjoy how those payoffs go out. I, I I keep expecting something's going to happen, and I'm really glad that this movie keeps me on my toes and it keeps me guessing. Because I hate it when movies become really predictable. It's like, oh, is this going to yeah. happen? And then five minutes later, something that exact thing you guessed happens. This movie, I didn't know what to expect with this movie, and I guess that might be partly because I, I'm not super familiar with the Manson murders, but even watching this with my mom who knew that like fairly well because she, she like, you know, she was alive when that happened. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) to, to, to put in like terms like that, she, she was like, that happened like around her time when she was like really little, but, um, she, she knew what to expect, but this movie kept her guessing, especially the ending because it, it doesn't follow the Manson murders to a T. It's just kind of like the footnotes version of, yeah, the people there not necessarily what they did yeah um which i i really enjoyed and um if you are familiar with the manson murders i'm sure there's plenty of like insider um information or references that 
uh, Sam and I aren't familiar with. So if you are, uh, good for you. If you're not, there's still plenty of entertainment and material in this movie to get you through. Um, side side note, uh, I, I, I just saw this today. My sister showed this to me. So uh, Brad Pitt won. So he won the Golden Globe for his role. He just won a SAG award. Um, he's my vote. I, I'm not my vote. My, I, I have kind of, I think he's the front runner for the Oscar. Um, but he won the SAG award. And during his speech, he said, like, I want to thank my co-stars, Leo, Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie's feet, Margot Robbie's feet, <laughs> Dakota Fanning's feet. And then he says, seriously, Quentin Tarantino has gotten more women to take their shoes off than, than the TSA. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, oh my if God, you're that is brilliant. not into Tarantino, he has a kind of a foot fetish. It's kind of oh, known. yeah. But the thing is, I will say to me, it's kind of subtle. It's not like grossly yeah. zooming. It's more just girls will be barefoot. And there were a couple times where, like, uh, when Sharon Tate goes to the movie, she takes her shoes off, which I more just thought was like. I mean, I know you want to be comfortable, but why? Why take your shoes off? Like, yeah. why? Like, no, I, 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 I'm gonna have to disagree with you. I feel like it is very blatantly obvious. It's that obvious, he has a foot but it's but not I, like. But I, I feel like that's mainly because of the first movie that I saw that he worked on was From Dust Till Dawn, because there is a scene where they go to uh, a strip club and the strippers like you know she's like doing a dance like and it's it's selma hayek who's doing like this this like really seductive dance she is um like standing on their table and she like puts her foot in his mouth and like pours like tequila down her thigh down her leg uh into his mouth and he's just sucking on her toes like dude this is like what the hell is going on okay but nothing in in there's nothing like that in, uh, in, or the ones I've seen. There's nothing like that. I keep forgetting he has a foot yeah. fetish because me just seeing girls barefoot and it's not even like every single scene. It's just, they're kind of just scattered to me. It's not like, it's not, it's obvious, but it's not like grossly obvious. It's just like, oh, a bear. Like, I don't, I don't know. I keep forgetting <laughs> like that. Um, yeah. Speaking of Tarantino, I mean, it's worth noting he, as far as directors go, he's just such a like he's such a rock star. It's it's almost yeah. like whenever like for this movie he was and and for Hateful Eight he's one of the, he'll he'll be on talk shows talking about it like late night shows talking about it like he, I mean the actors will be too but like it's it's kind of weird you don't see that a lot. I feel like the only director I was thinking about this before we recorded. Um, I feel like the only other director that maybe that I can think of, at least, that I feel like I can compare to that level that he has is maybe J.J. Abrams. Maybe. Like, maybe. I, yeah, I don't so know. Maybe, it's, it's just like, always kind of difficult because he's just kind of like he, he, he's just his own brand. He, mm-hmm. he has his own style that it's very unique and it's yeah. just iconic that if you play any scene from one of his movies chances are people are going to guess correctly. It's like, oh, is this like so-and-so from like a Tarantino movie? It's like, yeah, no, that's exactly it. Yeah. Um, he, he's just so iconic, but I feel like 
a lot of direct I, yeah i kind of agree with you like a lot of directors don't have that same renown or um uh uh recognize or as recognizable um i yeah jj abrams might be a close second there like, are you know, probably like, a few movies that uh of jj abrams that people wouldn't necessarily guess straight away like uh like super eight you you didn't know about super eight until no, i knew I about super that. eight like, i just didn't i i didn't know anything about, i thought it was about eight people that get superpowers i didn't know anything else about the movie and then we all watched it and i freaking loved it but um yeah, I, I, um, <laughs> super super eight is literally just stranger things let's be honest it's stranger things but with an alien as opposed to a uh, a demon from another dimension yeah that's totally yes. different <laughs> um but uh yeah, like I, I think that's just for me one reason. Like, because I keep like I love Tarantino, but the thing is, I would get. I remember I would get crap. I got crap for so long because I hadn't seen Pulp Fiction, and I remember finally like yeah. I when I did watch it down, I, it was like last. I think it was before I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I wanted to in my prep. I watched Pulp Fiction, and I was just like after seeing it, I'm like, I got so much crap for not watching this movie, and after watching it, now I'm just thinking. Do you people know me at all? Why would you think I would have? I'm not would have seen it, but why was I getting so crap for a movie? So much crap for a movie that like, like, was not like it's a it's a great movie, but it was definitely not my type of movie. Like, yeah. I know what scenes I will skip the next time I watch it. Like, it's um you know so, but I think I love Tarantino just because I I love him like. He's just so passionate about what he does. He loves film just so much. Even if he wasn't a director, he would just, he'd be as just as passionate about it. And that's, I think, what I have a lot of respect for. Because I feel like there are, like, I I don't know, I, I, you might see people coming forward about they're passionate about a project, but he's just so passionate in general about film. Which I find weird, just, not that he's passionate about film, but I, I find it weird that, you know, you'll be watching like an interview and they'll be saying to an actor, so you're, you're a film buff. And it's like, aren't they all, shouldn't they all be? Like, I just think that's always what I find weird is that like most of my friends are into film. So knowing that there's people in this industry that aren't as Or just as passenger. Like they're just that, I mean, just as into it, but there's people that are just like, to them, it's just, it's not saying that, I don't know. I don't want to like be just like, rude or disrespectful or anything it just i mean i'll be when people will be like oh you're you're into film which is like aren't you guys all into film (laughs) why are you doing all this yeah you're not i mean i mean you know i don't know that's that's just my thought um yeah Uh, also but by the way kind of one last note before we end this did i know that like tarantino kind of makes like random cameos in like some of his movies i can't remember did he make a cameo in this movie I don't did he show so. up at any point i don't think so my dad kept saying it and he and was like and i'm like i don't think so i don't think i like was he i was but i'm not what i'm thinking so he's in definitely in pulp fiction he's in he's in uh django unchained is he in inglorious bastards uh i don't think so it's weird like, um, we all expect it and then when he's not there I feel like it's just like we don't even think about it that much. Yeah, it's no, not like I, a I feel Stan like, Lee cameo. I feel, I feel like a lot of the times it's like, oh, he's probably there in like the background. And I just missed him yeah. or something like that. Um, but yeah, no, I just I I wasn't sure if like 
was he like a background character? Or did he like show up in like one of like, the commercials that uh, that Leonardo DiCaprio was like filming? Like he, he does a commercial for like the the Red Apple cigarettes, which is like the cigarette brand that just shows up in like in almost all of the uh, Tarantino movies. Mm-hmm. It's like that like brand of cigarette, like that like a big Kahuna burger is also in this oh, movie. Really? Which is also another staple like thing that is like in his universe, um, but yeah, I just I wasn't sure if he was in there, and I just I don't remember or I missed it. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's in there. Um, I can't okay. I can't think of it. Um, do we want to yeah. any any do we want to do movie news? Any I I wanted to say after last time, you you talked about the Morbius trailer dropping, and I hadn't seen it, yes. and I watched it, and oh my gosh, I'm super excited. <laughs> What? Yeah. So so since you don't know like that much about Morbius, what do you think is kind of like, like like what were your kind of thoughts about the the trailer? Um uh I mean it definitely looks I think the something that I really liked about it was I really just love the line. So he he's basically throughout the trailer we're seeing him like so he I think it was just weird. Like, what's he doing to heal himself? He does this, goes to this, like, remote whatever cave, it looks like, and then a bunch of bats fly out, and then it just cuts to him, like, I guess, like, waking up. Or maybe that's from a different scene. I don't know. But, um, like, yeah. we're seeing, like, oh, he he's even noting, like, oh, he, I'm getting I'm getting faster, and I'm stronger, and I, I want to drink blood. It's like, okay. And I just kind of love that scene, so it's jared harris that line i guess scene i don't know that line with jared harris where when he asks him like at one point do you stop fixing something that's broken he says when the remedy is worse than the, the disease and yeah, i'm like i i, I like absolutely that love that line um i'm like that's solid that's solid i i don't know i i just kind of like the concept i don't know a whole bunch about morbius um i like the concept um you know, maybe it'll be better than Venom. Maybe it will be the same. Who knows? Um, I, I, I hope that it's better than Venom, but honestly, Venom kind of set the bar kind of low, in my opinion. So, honestly, doing better than that, that's not really going to be, like, that big of an accomplishment in my eyes. But I do yeah. think that this movie is going to be better. I am genuinely excited about this movie. Yeah. And um, it's, it's just kind of cool to see some of, like, spider-man's like lesser villains and like his rogues gallery kind of seeing the light of day um hopefully we'll get like a um a hydro man movie uh later on oh boy um yeah um give so, you a, give you a 10 guesses on what his powers are say hydro man yeah like i don't know hydro like i don't try i don't are, know are, are, I wait. What? I don't know. I'm really confused now. Hi- hydro. Like hydrogen. What? <laughs> I don't know. Just no, tell like, me. No, I don't know. No, no, no. He's like he's like water. It's like he's like made of water or something. What? Okay, I don't know. I'm gonna. Yeah, I know. He makes no sense. What was that supposed? Were you being dead serious? Was I supposed to get water? I was. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I'm like, wait. How was I? Unless it was like aqua. It wasn't like aqua. I'm not Aqua Man, but Aqua Guy. I don't know. Like I don't even. I don't even remember now. I um, might have messed up the name. Then um, <laughs> all fairness, I might have messed up the name. Um. It's like wait, that sounds right. Wait, 
that doesn't make sense now that I think about it out loud. Yeah, yeah Spider-Man is he has like a lot of weird villains. Hey, you know what? I just realized that like one of his like most popular villains has never seen any screen time in like any of the movies. Uh and that was um Scorpion. Uh, he's literally just like a, a yeah, he's literally just like a kind of like the rhino. He's just like a guy who has like a crazy suit that has like a scorpion like tail that just shoots like acid like bombs and lasers and stuff. The thing about Spider-Man, every single movie deals with a completely different villain. So, because to me, I'm like, what? To me, his most notable villains are Green Goblin and Doc Ock. But even then, like, I only see them in they're in the first two Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. But to me, because like, I guess because they're the first two, those to me, those are the most famous ones. But I, I don't even, I don't know. The, the Tobey Maguire ones are yes. your favorite then? Oh, uh, I don't know. Fav- uh, okay. No, I don't know about favorite. I, I think personally, I like Tom Holland's Spider-Man a little bit better. Um, And I mean, I like Andrew Garfield. I haven't seen Amazing Spider-Man 2. But um, I just mean in terms uh, of villains, I feel like by more notable, I mean, like, I feel like the ones that people think of that's yeah what i mean i i do i do feel like the the second amazing spider-man movie kind of had the same problems as uh spider-man 3 the original one with like tom mcguire mm-hmm. yeah uh because it, it just had the problem of let's have all these villains show up throughout the movie it it, it basically was a fi- it was an okay movie that would have been perfectly fine with just one villain and focusing on that but they split your focus between two villain origin stories happening at yeah. awkward times and then barely kind of interacting with each other. Oh, and it's just, it, 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 it just felt like there were like two or three different stories going on in that movie. And it was just, it was a cluster. There was, there was too much going on and not, and not enough going on at the same time. That, that was the problem that Spider-Man three had. That's bad. Yeah, it was disappointing, and it was also it's also really disappointing because it has one of like the most famous like story arcs in the Spider-Man comics, and that is well, it's a spoiler since you haven't seen it, so I'm not going to get into it. But I know, I know. Is this about Gwen? Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, I know. Spoiler alert to everyone there. Uh, This is the death of Gwen Stacy and how Spider-Man is unable to save her, and then deals with the grief that person the woman that i love uh died at my hands because i couldn't save her so, and it's just like ah, oh, you wasted that on this movie so the thing about that though is i remember um that uh when they were doing like press for the movie and everyone was asking her about it she's like i can't she's like well she dies in the comics but i can't confer- confirm or deny it's like oh so you die like like yeah. that that was pretty well, I mean, it was pretty clear and everyone was saying yeah well, she there's like the there's like a version of her dying like there's other versions where like she's happily married and has a kid with spider-man but also like there's there's that, so many different things that going on in like the spider-man timeline that it's you, you never know which one they're gonna fall with in that particular movie though they had originally planned i think they also had made they had made probably made changes to the script because that oh, was yeah. the movie they had hired shailene woodley to play mary jane watson and then like they shot a couple scenes and then decided to not go that way and yeah they they also developed um 
the actress, like the the character, I forget like uh, her like secret identity name, but it she they basically developed like the character that would be um, a black cat, and they also had a scene of like a vault where uh, Oscorp had like all these like experimental weapons and stuff. And all the weapons were like different stuff that belonged to like the Sinister Six. Like they had like Rhino's neck suit. They had Vulture's wings. They had the scorpion tail and harness. They had all these like cool things. And there's like, oh, we're finally going to get a Sinister Six movie. Like we're like, I wasn't sure of like, is each one going to get their own movie or are they all just going to be in the next one? Oh, it's... but yeah, <laughs> like they, they even had like Doc Ock's like tentacles it was just like there was a lot of eye candy in there that <laughs> it was like, oh, this is coming and this is coming. It was just like a lot to look forward to, but at the same time, it's like, are we really gonna get this, or is this just this is just uh, trailer bait? Because they they had that in the trailer, and it was definitely Aww. trailer bait because it was literally the literally the length of that scene is the same length as it is in the trailer. I hate like. Uh... I remember, so, like, I, okay, the only time, time I think that it's okay, I'm, I'm, it's one thing if you have a scene in the trailer or in a commercial, and it's, like, a quick scene, and then it gets cut from the movie. I'm okay with that. And, or, like, I, in, uh, Far From Home, so, in the past summer, the, one of the trailers, the first, there were scenes that were in the trailer that I think were specifically meant for the trailer. They were never intended to be in the movie. And I kind of was, like, yeah. okay. I kind of thought that was interesting, because then it kind of just set, it, it kind of paved the way without us without having to go into all of this and i i was i was fine with that but putting something in the trailer to to specifically put in the movie and not go in that's that's come on come on yeah disappointing um yeah any more thoughts or should we wrap up uh no it just i i just i'm really looking forward to uh, Morbius. I'm. I'm really. I had to bring it up my, because I, my, my, I watched yeah, it a no, bunch. Yeah, no, you had to bring it up. Um, I watched I it a bunch. Excited after. to see that movie. I, I, my, my expectations are low, but <laughs> my hopes are a little high because yeah. that is a really cool character. I'm excited with where they're going with it. I just hope that Jared Leto doesn't do something weird or obnoxious with this, like he did with Joker, <laughs> Suicide Squad. Uh. Your your disappointment of all that, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm 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 trying not to get my hopes up because Morbius is legitimately just like a really cool character. Whenever I go into a movie with really really low or really really high expectations, it almost never it's never as good as I'm anticipating, and it's never as bad as I'm I'm anticipating. That's what I've noticed in the last couple of years with certain movies. Um, but uh. Well, well, which I will probably specify what movies I'm thinking of right now when we yeah. eventually talk about them. Um, so I think we're all good. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's about listening. it for this episode. All right. I'm Samantha Tomlinson. Yeah. And you're... I'm Kevin... <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm Kevin Tracy. a long pause. Yeah. Like, that is accurate. <laughs> it's like, yeah, pretty sure you're saying Samantha Tomlinson. <laughs> Uh, I'm Kevin Tracy, and just and this has been Movie Real. <laughs> God. Bye, everyone. <laughs>